everyone, and welcome along to the VCO Studio Show, hosted by me, Ben Colson Juris. Here at VCO, we are passionate about merging the world of real and virtual esports racing, something I'm also passionate about, and that's why tonight we have a guy representing everything we believe in. We have spoken to esports champions, real world champions, organizers, and tonight we have a man who is both a real world champion and a virtual world champion, Bruno Spengler. This is going to be quite an interview. I've got a dodgy internet connection, and it looks like you're driving home. Welcome. No, I don't have any sound from Bruno either. Uh, so not quite sure what's going on there. No. Okay, well, for the moment, uh, we'll try and get that sorted in a second. But for the moment, there's no sound coming from uh, Bruno Spengler. Just a quick note then uh, about what happened uh, this last weekend, the iRacing iRacing uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans had something like 10,000 drivers. Unbelievable amount of people taking part. Uh, and uh, just amazing to see something like 2,000 uh, and 400 teams also taking part. So uh, that was an incredible mass event, something like 28 different splits, and all thanks to VCO uh, and the broadcast partners, including RSL Studio. So uh, amazing event. Top split was very interesting to watch, but it wasn't necessarily about the celebrities like other events were the weekend before. It was more about that mass participation. And uh, for those of you who didn't manage to get in due to server issues, including uh, one of the VCO BS competition teams, that's uh, such a shame. Uh, but uh, we will try and get Bruno back on the line in a few moments time. And hopefully we'll be able to hear from him just waiting for his connection. So in uh, race uh, week one, we spoke to Josh Rogers, an esports world champion. Uh, we then moved over to Nikki Katzberg, a real-world champion. Uh, uh, week three, we managed to chat to Dom Tuen, uh, who is uh, the kind of uh, team boss of Team Redline, but also helps out with R-Factor 2 as well as the chief development officer. Jimmy Broadbent, an uh, influencer. Uh, and now, hopefully, we can hear from Bruno. Bruno, are you there? Yeah, this isn't working this evening. This is a shame. So Bruno is now disconnected. And uh, I knew it was going to be a little tricky when I saw that he was um, in his car. Uh, but uh, And uh, I'm surprised at how good my picture is considering uh, where I am. I'll just sit up a little bit so you can see my logo. Got a T-shirt. Yay! Hi, Bruno. How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm very sorry. I couldn't hear anything before. So I bigged you up massively. Uh, and then said it was going to be a bit dodgy because you're in the car and I've got dodgy internet. Uh, I think we're both in France, so we blame France. And uh, uh, But uh, all good now. Uh, so you are getting ready for the real world again? Yes, I am getting ready for the real world. And uh, first of all, I'm sorry for not being able to connect correctly. I was just uh, out with my dad um, uh, with uh, for the Father's Day as he was not yesterday so we kind of picked it up tonight and went out for to the restaurant so uh, sorry for the messy connection and um, yeah I'm definitely ready I mean it's coming up like in a week um, a bit more than a week I'm flying to the US uh, for Daytona the first race um, and I'm really looking forward to see the team to see everyone there 
but for sure, I didn't have a boring time, let's say, during the confinement because of all the sim racing. And I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was great for me. It was a great experience. And uh, I'm going to try to carry on with sim racing as much as I can, even when the real season goes, uh, goes on again. Uh, so let's kind of break everything back and take it back to the very beginning. You getting into real motorsport, uh, there was no sim racing involved at that time, was there? Um, no, not as much as now. I mean, when I got into motorsport, I can remember the games I had. I had uh, the first PlayStation. Um, I was driving go-karts and I was racing on Formula One. I think the name was... Ah, I was racing on Grand Prix first. It was on yeah. the PC. I had Grand Prix 1, Grand Prix 2, Grand Prix 3, and Grand Prix 4. Um, but it was nowhere near to what we have now. For the time, it was great, but it was nowhere near to what we have now. And um, Did you have a steering wheel? I had a steering wheel, yes. I had a nice. steering wheel and pedals uh, on my own, just uh, installed on a table. Like, uh, yeah, just uh, not, a, not a sim or anything. And then I had Formula 198, which was PlayStation um yeah this was for me sim racing at the time yeah absolutely uh but in terms of actually competition online with others this wasn't really on your radar until up to relatively recently no definitely not as much as now i mean i started i racing like a year ago but i i wasn't doing it much you know i was i had a sim at home but it wasn't um it wasn't the greatest let's say it was a good sim but it wasn't good enough compared to what i have now and uh, I was just racing or training sometimes when I had time. And I wasn't really into it, let's say. Mm. Uh, but then I had the contact to the BS competition guys and um, uh, started to talk to them about sims and stuff and what could be good to have at home. And uh, they really guide me into uh, very good stuff. And, um, and at the end, I think it was at the end of January, beginning of February, they came to my house and installed a great sim. And uh, then I started to be crazy about it. And my first <laughs> race with it was the 12 hours of Bathurst, uh, which was in beginning of February, I guess. And then it all started there. And then the confinement came and um, IMSA did their championship. And uh, it yeah. was more and more races, DNLS and 24-hour uh, Nürburgring. And um, yeah, I'm just loving it. It's great. It's, uh, so it, it, I believe it's a tool that can, makes you, can make you a better driver. Did you, because um, obviously I think the first time I saw you on a sim was at the Sim Racing Expo back in uh, September of last year. So that was kind of before you had this great sim. Who and how did you get interested or get persuaded to be doing that kind of thing in the first place for BMW? So I think I'm a, first of all, I'm a very competitive person. And um, <laughs> when I went to the Sim Expo, um, it was the first time really that I uh, really competed against very very good sim racers like some of the best of the world and i saw what's possible to do um i am for the first time i was all right i think i i trained a bit on my sim at home but it wasn't as i said it wasn't the greatest so i still had a lot of stuff to learn and when i got to the sim expo i just saw what was possible and um, i said to myself well, as soon as i have more time i want to update my sim i want to improve i want to train and uh, that's what happened then in january february and uh, as I am a very competitive person, I cannot stop until um, I'm happy with my performance. <laughs> so did you feel like you kind of got addicted to just getting better and better and putting in those lap times to chip away at the times? Definitely. I got totally addicted. Uh, getting better and better, working on myself, getting compared to, to, to professional sim racers is fun because they always kind of show you the lap tricks and how to, you know, 
how to release the brake pedal, how where to go on the power and stuff. You have I have so much to learn from them, which is for me it's cool because it's like a non-stop learning process. And uh, I just love it. You know, you wake up in the morning, you fancy a couple of laps in your sim, you go and you work on your driving and on your setup and it's fun, you know, and to be around guys like BS Competition is just amazing because I can learn so much from them and uh, they are great to me. And do you feel like that involvement from BS and BMW as well kind of pushed you and encouraged you to be faster and faster? Definitely, definitely. Because uh, first of all, I find it great that uh, a brand like BMW gets involved in, in sim racing as they do uh, because um, not everyone does that, that in that way. And I think it's uh, sim racing has a great future. And I think uh, a brand like BMW showing up in, uh, in sim racing as they do is something, is something amazing. And uh, I'm a works driver for BMW and, and uh, it's great to have that part of my program. And also to have a team uh, backing us up uh, as like BS competition guys, you know, the, the drivers like Kai, like Lauren, like Alex and Niels, they are so fast and they're always pushing me and they're always showing me that there is another limit behind, you know, and uh, that's for me, that's great, you know, and I learned so much. And I'm sure, you know, the stuff I learned now during these three months, it's stuff I can take over for real, for real racing. Yeah. Have you actually got set foot in a, in a real race car since doing so much sim racing? No. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Let's see. Uh, but I'm not, let's say, I'm not afraid or, or not afraid, but afraid is the wrong word. But I, I'm, I'm not expecting to be too surprised about the car because I, let's say, I, I raced so much on sim racing mm. and uh, sim racing is great for, to work on your concentration. So for sure, it's going to take me laps to get a, to, a, to the real car again. That's clear. Um, but um, sim racing is such a great tool for your concentration. So I think my concentration after so much sim racing is sharper than before. And because my concentration is sharper, maybe I'm going to get used to the car quicker than before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to so it. So what do you feel like the, uh, the difference is between a, a real-world driver and, and a sim driver? Um, I think, you know, sim racing, um, sim racing is very different on one side but on the other side it's um, let's say pretty pretty similar because a racing line in a real car is very close to a racing line on sim racing so that's already one point that's super close the other thing for me what's more difficult on sim racing than in real life is that in sim racing you have no motion and you don't feel the g-force so without mm -hmm. the g-force it's a lot more difficult to keep your focus uh, over a long stint, over two hours stint, two and a half hour stint, it's a lot more difficult to keep your focus. Where in real racing, you always moved around, let's say, in the car, you know, and you feel the car with your whole body, and it's kind of easier to stay focused for a long time in this. Where in okay. sim racing, you know, you really need the only feedback you have is your eyes, the steering wheel, and the pedals. And to keep your maximum focus is super difficult. And that's why I think sim racing is a great tool to work on your concentration. So just going back, you mentioned the IMSA series. Obviously, you became the virtual IMSA champion. You must have been so stoked, not only to uh, see that they announced the championship, but then to see BMW's involvement and really pushing you. And then, basically, you were the class of the field for the whole championship. Yeah, it was, uh, let's say it was, it was a cool championship. I really loved it. First of all, I was very happy that IMSA organizes uh, such a championship with all the drivers. I mean, we were like 45, 50 drivers. Yeah um from let's say from all the classes so it was it was amazing 
And um, it was a lot of emotions, you know, because we started the championship at Sebring. Um, they an announced shortly after the race in Sebring was postponed that they were going to do a Sebring um, remake, let's say, on iRacing. And after that, they just said, okay, we're going to do a complete championship. And, uh, and then, you know, things got very serious. So, so um, <laughs> I was very nervous before the races, before qualifyings, and um, it felt so real, you know. Um, so when I when I crossed start finish at the at the at the last race, and I heard that I was champion, although the race didn't go too well. Let's say I got uh, I got done at turn one. My car was totally broken. I had to go in the pits for two minutes. What it was a kind of a nightmare yeah. race, let's say. Uh, but when I crossed that finish and I heard I was champion, I was so happy. Just like in real, I told the guys at BS, I said, guys, it feels like my my DTM championship. You know, I'm super happy. Uh, a lot of emotions going through and um, a big team behind us. And it was a team effort, you know, so it was it was something very special. So obviously you take the whole thing incredibly seriously and, and it's never just a game. But do you ever sometimes go and have a bit of fun and just log on to a dirt oval or something and just enjoy yourself? So, yeah, I mean, there are days where I, dirt oval not, but um, there are days <laughs> where, I just, uh, where I just go into, let's say, bar, Skip Barber or Formula 3 or stuff like that. You know, I just go and then have some fun and, uh, or we just go um, with a couple of friends and, and just go and race and, and just have some fun, you know, take a, a slow car and, 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 and have some fun. Um, but at the end, you know, it's fun, but at the end, we want to win, <laughs> even if it's yeah. just fun. So it turns into a competition always, whatever we start it always turns into a competition yeah you've got to try the uh the pro trucks that jump that's you know dirt and jumping it's i'm gonna try crazy. That. Yeah, yeah that's really cool that, for sure. uh, yeah. and uh there's always some crazy people out there so obviously you spoke about iRacing and iRacing's been kind of the place where uh, you've uh shown yourself and you've won not a oh you're back I'm back. That was weird. Um, it's yes. all going off this evening. Uh, yeah, so obviously, virtual champion IMSA, that was iRacing, and you've done some of the Nürburgring Nordschleife events as well. What a challenge that must be. Uh, but have you tried other platforms as well? Yeah. So, um, as, you, as you mentioned, I did the DNLS, which is a great championship, but we're not over with it. And uh, actually, in contention for the championship as well with my super fast teammate, Kai. Kashube and, uh, and Niels Koch. Uh, but yeah, I tried, um, I did a bit of R Factor 2 uh, with, uh, organized by uh, The Race, mm -hmm. um, which uh, I did two podiums on it. But to be honest, I, before starting The Race, I never really raced on R Factor 2. Um, so it's a bit difficult. When you come from iRacing, you go on to R Factor 2. There's a lot of stuff you have to adapt to. It's very different. And um, ah, it's you. You are against, let's say, R Factor Two specialists sometimes, and it gets difficult. Um, so it was difficult to train for both. So I had to make a decision and say, I'm gonna stay focused on the IMSA. I'm gonna stay focused on iRacing, IMSA, and DNLS. And this took quite a lot of my time, and there was no time over to train for R Factor Two. Uh, and I just kind of went to the races, did a one or two hours training before the race. And uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I paid the bill for it after because I had no, not really a chance there. I just did two podiums because it went well. But if you don't train in sim racing, you don't have a chance. You know, people are so good there. Um, and yeah, I kind of had to make that choice. At some point, you have to make a decision whether you 
focused on one or focused on the other, and I kept the focus on the uh, on i racing and on uh, and on the IMSA championship. And what kind of hours are you talking in terms of your training then? Well, it depends. I mean, uh, let's say on the IMSA championship, for example, we had trainings the week of the race. Uh, all drivers, uh, BMW drivers, which were uh, sometimes three hours, you know, mm. uh, nonstop, just training, doing qualifying runs, doing race runs, long runs. Um, and three hours is a, is a small number. Sometimes we did, we did even more. So, um, yeah, it's you need, you know, everybody who's, who's in there and who is doing well in there is doing a lot of hours. So at the end, it's, um, it's, a, it's a lot about the hours you do, the concentration, the setup you build with your team. Uh, again, we were so lucky that we had a great team behind us like BS to back us up with setup work and stuff, you know, the pro sim guys. Without that, we would never be able to to challenge, you know, the championship. So that's also something that we have to mention definitely. And uh, it's a teamwork and um, it's also personal work that you have to work on yourself and it's not just, you know, you go out and you know your driving style is fine. You know, you have to adapt a little bit to each track, to to how the tire degrade and stuff. So it's super fun and super realistic. I love this idea of all of these professional drivers getting assistance from these uh, professional sim drivers. We've already spoken to Josh Rogers, who helped uh, Nick Tandy to his championship. Obviously, Nicky Katzberg, we spoke to a few weeks ago, uh, who had assistance much like you from BS Competition. Uh, I just love that combination. And that's what VCO is all about. Um, If you guys are wanting to ask questions to Bruno, we've got a few minutes left. And I know there are a couple of questions uh, already sitting there. So uh, let's go to... Uh, I don't know how you say your name. Hosu Al Aqua. Sorry if I've just butchered that. Um, how does it feel to drive a BMW race car? That's pretty general. <laughs> yeah, that's very general. Um, a BMW race car feels amazing. I mean, first of all, BMW in general, not the race cars, but the road cars are cars that I really love uh, because these are these are cars that you can do a lot of stuff with. You know, you can you can drive very easily very relaxed and bring people with you in a family um for example you know i have an x3 an x3 here it's an x3 you have a lot of space but it's got a 510 horsepower engine so you can drive it very sporty it's an x3m you can drive it very sporty and and very aggressive but you can also drive it very easy with your family and relax it's very comfortable when you need to when you need to have it comfortable a race car at bmw it's um everything without the comfort so Let's say it's a car that's super aggressive. It's a car that's a lot of fun to drive. It's a car where you can challenge, you know, championships. Um, there's a lot of things that come with it. You know, you develop racing cars. To develop racing cars with a with a manufacturer like BMW is a, a great challenge, and it's a lot of fun, and it makes you very proud as a driver. And a relationship that you've had for so many years with BMW. Yeah, since 2012. Was that your first year with BMW, and you won the championship? Yeah, first year with BMW. Uh, BMW at the end of 2011 and we won a championship with the M3 in 2012 that was great that was a great first year very nice Um, let's talk a a little bit more just about sim racing and uh, how you feel it might move forward because as you as a professional driver you've got other attentions now you've got to go off and race in the real world so uh, do you still have a bit of your brain reserved for sim racing on weekends off for instance or will you now only be able to really do it proficiently on an off season so i think um well for sure i'm gonna do everything i can as i I said before to 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 keep racing and sim racing within my 
within my uh, my my time between the races. Uh, so I'll do everything I can. You know, when I get home, I'll I'll train on the sim. I'll I'll try to be uh, as consistent as possible on my training, um, fitting my fitting my time. Let's say I'm gonna be away a lot than I was. So for sure, it's gonna mm. be more difficult. But I already told the BS guys, you know, as as soon as the real racing goes on, I want to keep on racing. You know, I want to keep on, uh, I want to keep on being on iRacing. I want to, um, you know, improving myself because I think this is a great tool to improve myself as a driver. And uh, I want to keep on doing sim racing as much as possible, definitely. Um, I suppose as kind of now an ambassador for sim racing as your success has kind of given you, you'll be encouraging organizations to, to do uh, virtual championships, perhaps in the winter. Yeah, I think uh, in the winter to do a sim championship would be something amazing uh, for us drivers. I mean, the, the, it depends a bit on your, on your racing plan during the winter, but as if there is time, during the winter to do a, a sim racing championship with pro drivers maybe a mix of pro drivers uh and and sim pro sim drivers would be something amazing um because i think uh, i think it's it's always interesting to mix you know you know in a competition pro drivers and pro sim racers um because yeah i mean if pro sim racers are better than us then it's up to us to work on ourselves to improve so i think it's always cool to mix the two because we can learn so much from the pro sim drivers and um, yeah that's why i would love it Definitely. It's really cool to speak to you, Bruno. I know you've uh, taken time out of your evening with your father. So no worries. really, I'm really appreciate it. And uh, I think we'll be seeing each other in a few days because you've got a, a competition to prove you're the best coming up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see you in a few days, man. All right, Bruno Spengler, thank you very much for joining us on the VCO Chat Show. Uh, next week, I can tell you who we've got. We've got Sebastian Job, who is at the front running uh, Red Bull Esports driver on the World Championship, which is the iRacing Porsche Super Cup. So make sure you join us 8 o'clock on Monday evenings. Thanks very much for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.